Thank you so much for joining Spazzing Out, my podcast, which continues to have record-setting downloads and listens every single day. More and more people tune in to my live stream, and more and more people tune in for my podcast or listen to my podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Now, those of you that just listen to the podcast, understand that I record it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights while I am live on TikTok and on Facebook. So you can come and join the conversation on TikTok and on Facebook when I am doing my podcast. This is where we discuss the heavy topics of the day, the things that are important to you because they're important to me because I am you. I am your middle class hero. I am the champion of the fucking people. Because I am you, the problems I deal with, you deal with, the things I hate, you hate, the things I love, you love. That's what makes me the perfect person to discuss things with you guys five nights a week. And if you're listening on the podcast, come and join us on one of the live feeds so that you can be a part of the conversation too, which would be outstanding. Things we're going to cover on today's podcast or on today's show. I'm having a major problem at my house. We've finally put the AC unit in. And I I don't understand. I've never understood people about the AC. It's driving me bonkers. I need some advice. So so we're going to get to that. A big part of today's program, I want to talk about forgiveness. I want to talk about anger and being pissed and being frustrated and being ready to explode on topics that are just killing us all right now. One of those topics, of course, is George Floyd. It's got us angry, it's got us upset, but it's got us angry and upset on all fronts. Police officers have us angry and upset on all fronts. On on one side, they're great guys. On the other side, they're some bad guys. But we're all angry right now. And I want to talk about something that I thought about today that, that... is going to help us all forgive and try to move on and try to love each other. And oddly enough, it has to do with a black man's penis. I'm going to try to show you guys how we can all come together, bring this country together, and all forgive, and it all has to do with a big black penis. I'm not trying to scare people away. I'm dead serious. I've forgiven a man, and I want to talk about it with you guys. I'm going to show you how we're going to forgive, and we're going to move on, and we're going to unite, and we're going to make this country great, and we're going to be good people, and we're going to love each other. And it all came to me because I was thinking of a big black, big black penis. Huge. And we'll get into that. Um, it, uh, the Hill Dog just, uh, uh, texted me. I'll have to reach out to him. Uh, Greg Hill just texted me. Probably doesn't know I'm doing my, my podcast right now, but I will reach out to, uh, him. Um, all right. Hill Dog doesn't know that I'm doing the podcast, but we'll reach out to him. Um, okay. Here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to talk about Drew Brees. It's another topic that's that's upsetting people. And, and Drew Brees is probably the nicest fucking guy I've ever met in my entire life. We talk about Drew Brees. Woburn, 
My hometown, Woburn, Massachusetts, the Woo, black and orange, bro. I bleed black and orange. I love that city. I have an affection for that city like no other city that you can believe. I love the Woo. I love Woburn. My fucking company's colors are black and orange. Protesting Woburn. I'm happy for it. It was peaceful, but I'm upset about something and it needs to be rectified. <laughs> I probably shouldn't talk about rectifying and big black penises all in the same thing. All right, the next thing is... Um, man, that just made me laugh, dude. CDC says we're not ready. And then a big question for you guys to think about and comment on as we talk. Does violence undermine the message of protests? Does violence undermine the message of protests? Yeah, someone just popped in and just said, I hope, uh, uh, on my live feed, and just said, I, I, hey, what's up? I just want to say to everybody and remind them all that they're amazing, God bless, and um, and love and all that stuff. I posted something today, literally just to someone, just to say I love you. I'm going to get to that, okay? Uh, we we got we to gotta get past the hate. But before we get past the hate, I need to bring some hate because I'm pissed. The AC is in my window. First off, man, it's too damn early to have an AC in the window. It's still cold at night. You still got a nice summer. It's not even summer. You still got a spring breeze. Pop the window, bro. Pop the window. We're going to get to the serious topics, um, Duff. But before we get to the serious topics, I don't understand. Listen, here's the rules of life. This is the rules. Every man in America, it is un-American to turn your heat on before December, period. If you turn your heat on before December, you're not American. It's so un-American, bro. The heat doesn't go on until December. And you push it. It's like December 1st and you're like, ah, I can wait till my birthday. My birthday is December 3rd. Air conditioner does not go in the window at the earliest, bro. June 1st. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, not June 1st. July. July 1st. That is time. That's it. Or well, well, the first day of summer. It's not even the first day of summer. At night, it still gets cold. The breeze comes off the ocean where I live. Now I said the breeze comes off the ocean. Everybody's going to be like, oh, white privilege lives on the beach. White privilege. Bro, I live on fucking Revere Beach, all right? Hardly white privilege. So, here we go. What, what are your thoughts on the AC? When does the AC go in? And then once the AC goes in, right? I got, I got a window unit. I don't have central air. See, no white privilege here. I don't have central air like most people, like most humans, most people in this world. Everybody has fucking... Guys, there's fucking caves in the Middle East that have central air, and I don't have central air. I have an AC unit, thing goes in the wall, it fucking leaks, the shit leaks, and I don't care because it provides cold air... 5,000 BTU for the bedroom, 5,000 BTU for the living room, and no AC anywhere else. Put up some blankets, bro. Room gets nice and cold. But it is not time. I need a reprieve, man. I need some time without a high electric bill, without a high gas bill. Give a man a break. It's just another reason to pick a poor man's pocket. Someone said Trump 2020. Sure thing, Trump 2020. I think I'm having a heart attack, man. Fuck. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to drop dead on this program. <sighs> ACs and wasting money get me fired up. So, when is the appropriate time for you to put the air conditioner in the window? When? 
I think the appropriate time at earliest is the first real day of summer, June 21st, maybe. I try to push it till July, and I try to take it out. It comes out after Labor Day. Labor Day's gone. It fucking comes out, bro. The breeze is back. It comes out. Stop trying to crush a man who works every single day with a ridiculous electric bill. Now, um, next thing. I apologize to everybody. Here, let me just apologize. It's very tough for me to read what you guys are saying and your comments, and I really try to stop and do it. But when I try to do it, I, I lose my focus. So I apologize if I can't get to the comments. I, I honestly, I'm really sorry. I love that you guys participate. But this is just something that upsets me just about as much as, as pizza that, that has anything else on it but cheese. Because we all know the rule. If you order any other pizza besides cheese pizza, you have given up your right to cheese pizza. Many of you on this program have given up your right to cheese pizza, and I guarantee you I will slap a slice of cheese out of your fucking hand if I catch you eating it. Now, let's get back to the AC. Once the a it has been determined that the AC is going to go in the window, it has been determined. You've lost the fight with your wife. You've lost the fight with your kids. You've lost the fight with your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your neighbor weighs in and says, stop being a bitch. Everybody, the guys across the street working are like, come on, man, put the fucking AC in. Fine. I lost. I lose. Not clearly not the king of my castle anymore. Clearly just a bitch that pays the bills and has no fucking say whatsoever. And what goes on here? I'm just here to pay the bills. This guy, this guy right here is just a pawn. In everybody else's lives, he pays the bills and has no say. So fine, the AC's in. AC unit goes in. To not to mention that it went in last night after the podcast. And those of you that know, I got hoodwinked into ordering Kelly's. And what's worse, Kelly's didn't have any bagel, egg, and cheese sandwiches. So I had to get something that I didn't want. And there's nothing worse than paying money for something that you don't want. Nothing worse. I can't think of anything worse on the planet than buying food at a fucking place that you don't want to eat at when everybody else is like, oh, this is mad good. And you're like, yeah, I just fucking paid for that. And I don't even like anything here. I don't like anything here. I don't even like, I didn't even think about it. I don't think about subs. I don't fucking want a fucking Italian sub. You feel me? Feel the hate? You feel that? My money. My hard work. I'm American dad. Boom. American dad. America. I should get to pick. This shit should be like, dad, when's the AC going in? And my my reply is nothing. Like, pff, AC going in. When when you ask your dad for bread and, and no bread for, is forthcoming, when you say to your father, dad, can I have some bread? He doesn't reply. And no bread is forthcoming. You have got your answer. And your answer is no. No. Dad, what's the AC going in? Stone Cold like, the fuck? AC? What are you talking about? Dad's like 90 degrees outside. Breeze is coming. The breeze. The breeze. Wait till nightfall. Open the window. The breeze is coming. The breeze is coming. Save a man some money. I lost. So, fine. I'm over it. We're going to move on. <clears throat> Sorry, I, got, I need like I need something to drink, man. I'm gonna die in here because it is hot. 
down in the basement. Um, so the AC is in. I lost the battle. Now here is something that I just cannot stand. I I, I don't understand it. And, I, and it happens in my household. And I, my dad used to complain about it. I, my dad's dad probably complained about it. It's probably been bitched about. Uh, oh, oh, there goes the voice. <clears throat> it's Hold on. I gotta get some water. All right. <clears throat> okay. It has probably been bitched about since the beginning of time. I'm telling you, since since the dawn of air condition conditioner creation, a grown man has been bitching about this since the advent of the window AC. Shut the other windows. Shut the front door. We're not air conditioning the neighborhood. I'm not air conditioning the fucking neighborhood. Drives me bonkers. You have an AC going. No window, no door in the entire house should be open. And then whatever room the AC is in, it should be blocked off. Blocked. I'm talking, if it's a bedroom, never open up the door. If it's the living room, find a way to put blankets up on the wall so that the air doesn't leave the living room and dissipate into another room, therefore not doing its job of cooling down the fucking room. <clears throat> Makes no sense to have an AC unit pumping out 5,000 BTUs of ice-cold air if you have a window open, if you have a door open, if you do not have that room boxed off. And everybody knows... It's the number one rule. The number one rule when running an air conditioner. Number one. Turn the fucking light off. Why would you add heat to the room? Why would you have a light on? The light bulb radiates heat. It's counterproductive. And it sucks up more electricity. The light on in the room makes the room more difficult to cool down. It's counterproductive. It drives me nuts. AC goes in the window. All windows and doors in the house are forever shut. And if you open it, your ass best shut it immediately. Immediately. Next rule. Once the AC is on, it never gets turned off. Ever. You do not. Oh, it's so cold in here. I got to turn it off. No, you're going to cost me a shit ton of money to get it right back to where it was. Oh, it's so fucking cold. Yes, that's what an AC does. An AC cools the room. An AC cools the fucking room. That's what it does. You see how pissed off this gets me? They turn it off. They fucking turn it off. Bro, they turn it off. They fucking turn the fucking thing. They fucking turn it off. Ah. They turn the fucking thing off. Do not turn the AC off. I don't care how fucking cold it gets in the room. Don't turn it off. Don't put it on fan. Is this thing on fan? Is this thing on fan? 
Putting the AC on fan is like telling me I'm a fucking asshole to my face. Hey, dickhead. Hey, fuckface. I'm dropping a lot of F-bombs today. Hey, loser. Scumbag. Dickhead. That's, you might as well do that. You might as well just, when I get home, you should just all look at me with a smile and then look at the air conditioner because you put it on fan mode. I'll kill somebody. <clears throat> so, there you guys have it. Thank you for watching my podcast. I appreciate that. Someone said they watched it. Now you have big facts, as they say, on how you properly run an air conditioner. Properly. Properly. There. Now I think we can move on. Now you guys know how I feel about ACs. Now I'm fucking sweating my balls off and I'm going to lose my voice. <clears throat> you guys can tell me. I've been spending too much time lately. Uh... I do need a towel, boy. Too much damn time lately getting getting pissed off and uh, getting aggravated and, and yelling and screaming at people. One good note. <clears throat> We're going to do a cookout for cops. This is going to happen. I'm not exactly sure when it's going to happen. I reached out to the state police barracks today. They're working with me, uh, as well as local police, as well as MBTA police. Um, we may not have it on the beach because uh, that may be a problem. We may have it at a local Elks. So I'm trying to figure that out. Once I get that figured out, um, there are a group of people that we have a Facebook chat, side chat, and these people are going to help uh, organize and put stuff together. If you would like to be a part of helping and organizing this, join the chat. But until I get clarification and the goal, basically we're in the phase that we only need one guy. I got it covered at this point. Let me get a date. Let me get approval. Let me get a location. And then everybody else that wants that I need, I need your help. I'm the one asking for it. So everybody else that I'm asking for help from, then we'll get uh, together and figure out who can donate what or who can get what. I want to keep this real simple, real Americana. This is the slogan for this is they serve us. Now it's time to serve them. Burgers and hot dogs. Straight up Americana. Straight up thank you to the police officers that get out there every single day and protect us no matter what. This is for the cops that are just there for us all the time, protecting us, making sure we're safe under all circumstances. In times of protests and riots, they're there. In times of good times, they're there. They are always there for us 24-7, 365 so they serve us. Now it's time for us to serve them burgers and hot dogs. And I think we'll make it a yearly event. I think once a year, we'll do the cookout for cops. And this year, it, it, it'll be great. And then every single year, it'll just get better. We have to take care of the men in blue, man. I love these guys. You love these guys. Uh, you know, One of my biggest regrets in my life uh, you know, is that I wasn't a cop or I never joined the... the, 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 the uh, you know, the military. I, I should have. I really, I, I should have did it. I should have served this country in that way. I will most likely try to serve this country in a different way. As I get older, I will eventually run for office again. I just have some shit in my back and my past that people will use against me, but I don't really care because everybody knows what I, what my life is all about. We're going to get to one of those stories. We're going to get to the big, massive black cock that made me think about forgiving people and moving on from this hate and anger uh, because if I could forgive the big black cock, I can forgive anybody. And so can you.
Um, all right, Woburn. Let's get to the Woburn thing real quick. So Woburn had um, uh, a, a protest today. It was very nice. They allowed the students at Woburn High School to walk from Woburn High to Woburn Center. Peaceful, no problems. A lot of people, though. A lot of people. Awful lot of people. A lot of people close together. No social distancing. Hardly any. Everybody had masks on. I wasn't there. I don't want my family to get pissed. I saw photos. I'm not allowed to be at protests. And I'm upset about it because I wanted to be in Woburn. Woburn's my city. I love Woburn. I'm telling you, you cut me in half, I'm going to bleed black and orange. Nobody loves Woburn. Except for maybe my brother Mike, who is inducted in the Woburn Hall of Fame. Not the Woburn Wrestling Hall of Fame, which he's in. But he's in the Woburn Hall of Fame. And I think that's garbage because I want to be in the Woburn Hall of Fame. Because I love Woburn that much. Uh, but I am in the Woburn Wrestling Hall of Fame. But not for wrestling. Because I was a terrible, terrible wrestler. I am probably the worst wrestler ever to go through Woburn High School. But I did get into the Hall of Fame. Because for the past 20 years, I have hosted every single event for Woburn Wrestling. Donated money, given equipment, and spoken to kids to try to, you know, I've just been involved. So I got an award for being involved. I didn't want it, but I got it. So I love telling people I'm in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. And they're like, fuck, what? Really? I think it's funny. So, anyways, back to the protest in Wu-Town. I got a beef now with... He guys are going to be pissed at me because in an earlier podcast, and I stick by this, I think graduation doesn't mean anything. You're supposed to graduate, okay? You're supposed to, but I'm not going to lament on this, okay? I don't want to get people and parents infuriated. The truth is, these kids did go to school for 13 years or maybe some longer. I don't know, some kids... You know, went a little bit longer than other kids. Uh, me, personally, I did. I They kept me back in kindergarten because they thought I was retarded. Uh, you know what? I can't even say retarded, can I? Uh, they thought I was um, slow or something because I was left-handed. So they tied my my left hand behind my back. And they taught me how to read, write, read right-handed so or write right-handed. So I had to do kindergarten over because I couldn't write. So I stayed back. So I went to school the extra year myself. Um, but you guys know how I feel about graduations on, on the opposite side. Um, I, I think it's crap. I think it's BS and, and the cities need to figure this out. You're allowing Boston, Brockton, Woburn, or any other city whose mayor is allowing people to have these protests and these parades because you need a permit to do it. You have to have a permit to shut down the streets and march hand in hand. These cities should hold their graduations for their students. They should. It's just a matter of, um, you know, if it's if it's okay for one group to do it, then it should be okay for these kids to do it. These parents want to get with their kid or their kids, if they have twins or multiple kids graduating, they want to celebrate their kids' um, graduation. They want to celebrate their kids' hard effort. And they should be able to do it because you allowed people to get together peacefully to protest something. Well, this is a protest. This is a different type of protest. This is a, a an honor. This is a, a, a thank you, kids. I, I don't know what the fuck you call it. All I'm trying to say is hypocritical. There, that's what I'm trying to get out. It, it's hypocritical. It's hypocritical of Boston, Brockton, Woburn, Fitchburg, Worcester, all these cities that are allowing protests to happen. You need to let graduation happen. You need to let these kids have their moment. I, 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 I will highly stand by the fact that I don't give a fuck 
about graduation. I don't. You're supposed to graduate. Pat on the back is all you should get and get working on what you're really supposed to do in your life. Time to move on from that shit. But the mayors are wrong here. The parents should be upset. Quite frankly, if I, if, if I were one of these parents that was upset, I would probably sue the city. That is my, my, my suggestion to the families that are pissed off. I would, and you really want your kid to have a graduation, go after the city. They allowed a peaceful protest. I don't see why you guys can't get together and have your graduation. You get, your kids worked hard. They earned it. Some kids didn't earn it. They just push them through because they're fucking, as you can tell, I, my point here is to point out the fact that the government is being hypocritical. Not in favor or give fuck about graduations. Just you can't have a protest where 5,000 people show up and then turn the other way and look at a parent and say, oh yeah, we can't have graduation. All you're doing is causing a bigger problem. All you're doing is getting people pissed off. All you're doing is creating another issue. Give the people, give the people the graduation. You cannot allow 10,000 people in Boston, 10,000 people in Worcester, 5,000 people in Woburn, 6,000 people in um, Fitchburg, Brockton, another 5,000 to get together to protest and then tell the parents that their kids can't have a graduation. Figure it out. Social distance. Football fields are pretty big. Put the seat six feet apart if it makes you feel better. Tell the parents they don't have to participate if they don't want. Your kid doesn't have to come. If you feel that strongly about it, don't have your kid there. No big deal. Let people choose. You can't have it both ways. You can't. And you know it. The mayors know it. They know they can't win. They can't have it both ways. I'm sorry, guys. You just can't. You can't allow big-ass protests and then... Not let the parents do what they want with the kids. If I were the mayor of a city, Woburn, Brockton, whatever, doesn't matter. If I allowed the protest, I would allow the graduations. Even though, but in my statement for allowing the graduations, I would say, as the mayor of the city, it makes me like the father of the city. So as the father of the city, I want to let you guys know that it's cool that your kid graduated, but it's not that much of a fucking accomplishment. Your kid needs to move on with life and become better and greater and do big things. This is a good stepping stone. It's a nice, hey, good luck, and you got a good opportunity. Because that's how my dad was with me, so that's how I look at it. But in the same right, I wouldn't be a hypocrite. I wouldn't be a hypocrite. I wouldn't put the AC in the fucking window and then leave the door open. I preach, don't leave the door open. I eat cheese pizza, bro. I'm not a hypocrite. I eat it. That's what I eat. I eat peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and fluff. White bread. Red cap milk. And I'm having a barbecue and we're having the food that I like. Because I'm not a fucking hypocrite. Because I'm having a barbecue uh, or a fucking cookout. I eat burgers and hot dogs. So it's unacceptable that the mayors of the Commonwealth are letting people have protests and they're not letting the kids have their graduation. Simple. Plain and simple. Yes, there is one other point that, that I will not let slide, and I agree on this 550%. 5,000%. You got to earn You gotta earn that damn degree. You got to earn it. If you're going to walk, you got to take your finals. 
Kids are going to school right now. A lot of these kids are doing homeschool program. I'm dealing with it right now. My son's doing the homeschool program. We just took a test today. He's doing it. These kids are actually going to school. My brother Mike has confirmed that kids are doing work and kids will have some kind of final. So you got to do the final. You got to be like everybody else, man. You got to, you can't just get it. You can't, they can't just give it to you. So you got to take your finals. You got to graduate the right way. Then by all means walk. And if they don't have a graduation for you guys and you really want to fucking have one, we'll have one up right up here in Revere Beach. And as you guys, I'll get my megaphone and I'll fucking call off your name and I'll give you a ribbon to make your fucking parents feel real good about it. But anyways, ah, you guys are sucking me in. I don't care for graduation. But what I don't, but I, what I can't stand for is hypocritical government. Hypocritical government. I won't stand for it. I won't stand for it. The mayor and all the, uh, uh, the administrators at the high school level need to figure it out and they need to have graduations for these kids. Just do it. That's what people want. That's what they want. Honestly, that, that's what they, if you guys don't give the parents graduations, they're going to go and they're going to loot and they're going to fucking riot. That's what they're going to do. They're going to go rip open the dollar store and they're going to go nuts. That I'm just being facetious. So I'm moving on from this topic. I would like to make it clear that any city that has had a protest and has allowed the protest to happen should be open for business, allow restaurants to be open, bars to be open. Anything that is remotely like having that many people together, that business should be able to operate. The graduations should be able to happen. Um, otherwise, you should have said no to the protest. And I understand it puts you in a tough spot to say no to the protest. Because if you don't allow a protest to happen peacefully, it will sure as hell happen violently. There you have it. Hypocrites. Let the kids have their graduation. Tell the parents that don't want to participate. They don't have to. The parents that would like to participate, let them participate. Drew Brees has got a lot of people pissed off. And then he apologized. I met Drew Brees. Let's talk about real quick. Drew Brees said on a, on a thing on Yahoo Financial or something like that. He, to, to paraphrase, he just said he will not accept anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America because his grandfathers fought for freedom. And everything else that the flag means to him, he, he won't stand for people disrespecting the flag. Pissing on it, burning it, tearing it up, throwing it out. Drew Brees said, nah, I don't stand for it. To be clear, I do not stand for it either. The flag means something to me completely different than what it might mean to you. It means a million different things to everybody. But one thing that it does mean to all of us, sure as shit, it represents freedom, independence, the American dream, that opportunity to be whatever you want to be and whoever you want to be as long as you work hard. It means that you have a say. It means that you are counted. It means that you can be great. And if you're not great, you could fall on your fucking ass and fail. And you could get right back up and you could try again. That's what it means to at least everybody. To me... What the American flag means is a completely different thing. For me, the American flag, yes, it covers all those things. Freedom, independence, a great life, opportunity. 
I'm more on the American dream side. Okay? I could go the other way with it. I could do the Native American thing again. I could say the, Ameri the, the, the American flag represents uh, that, that, the, uh, that people in North America wiped out 40 million Native Americans, of which I'm a descendant of. I choose not to do that because that's not what the flag represents to me. What it means to me was a great opportunity for my grandfather, my father, my uncle, my aunts to leave an oppressive country. They lived under tyranny under Mussolini. They lived in a, in a fascist, disgusting, dictator-ruled country. Italy is a great country, so please don't confuse me. Just at the time that they lived there, there was nothing but oppression. And any able man was forced to fight in the war. Any man that was able. My grandfather was forced to fight for Mussolini. They were forced to do everything. It was an oppressive country. What America means and what it meant to them was a beacon of hope. Our grandfather told me this story many times, that when the Allied troops finally came into Italy, when they finally got Mussolini up, when they finally tied him up, and he saw the American, he tells me that he told, he's gone now. He told me this a million times when he saw the flag, the American flag, when he saw the flag guy raise the American flag, it was like a beacon of hope. And he knew, he knew in that moment that he needed to leave. He knew in that moment that he had to move to America to make a better life for his family. He knew that his only choice was to take his kids, Ralph, Stan, Lena, Gina, and Caroline, and move to the United States of America because this is the land of opportunity and the American dream, and it is the only place that I could take my family where a dictator won't take control, where my kids won't be forced, forced to fight wars that they don't want to be a part of, where his kids can thrive and be better and make their lives better for their kids. That's what I see when I see the American flag. When I see the American flag, I think of my grandfather fighting in a fucking war that he didn't want to be a part of because he was forced to. It was fight or fucking be killed. And then he sees the American, just picture it in your fucking head. He sees the flag going up, sun shining in the background, the flag's fucking waving and the guy looks at it and in that moment realizes that America is the land of the free. It's the land of hope. The land of opportunity. That's why it's important to me. Because these people, my grandfather, came to this country and then he worked his ass off. My grandfather lived in a small ass apartment in Somerville. Small. Five fucking kids living in a tiny ass two bedroom apartment. And they lived there for years while he worked and saved and worked and saved. And then my uncle went to college and then my father and then he worked and then he fucking saved. And then my dad was able to work hard enough to get out of Somerville and buy a fucking house in Woburn and move out to the suburbs where he could give his kids, his five boys, a better life. Where he could say, boys, you see the flag? You see the beacon? You see the opportunity? You see the American dream? You can be anything you want to be in this country. Anything. When I see the flag, that's what I think of. That's why I donate flags when I see them. That's why I see flags on the ground. I pick them up. That's why I make sure. Because that means so much to my family. So much to me. Every day I think about the American dream. 
Every day I think about being better. So when I see that flag, I see greatness. I see my grandfather looking at it in awe, thinking to himself, I can set my family apart by moving to America and make them better. So my father made us better. And now I'm trying to make my family better. I hope to God someday that my son is a fucking white privileged piece of shit. I hope he's not racist, but God, I hope he's got more money and, and just gets to sit back and his kids' kids don't have to do shit. All because my grandfather saw the beacon, saw the beacon of hope. All because my grandfather saw the flag and believed that America was the place to go, the land of the free. That's what the flag means to me. I'm very passionate about the United States and very passionate about the flag. I could go on and on for days about how much the American flag means to me and to my family. It's just when you see it, when you see it getting raised, when the national anthem pops, I get goosebumps. I mean, dude, I get goosebumps when I drink, but the goosebumps I get when I'm fucking, when the flag's going up and the national anthem and the pride that fills inside of me. And I think about all the people that fought and died and gave their lives so that we could have a better country, so that we could be great. It's, it, the emotion is, under, un, un, you can't even fucking describe it. So, back to Drew Brees. That's what it means to me. It might mean something completely different to you. Okay? But for everybody, it is definitely a beacon of hope. It is, it is not a sign of oppression. So Drew Brees says, no one, uh, he will not stand for anybody desecrating the flag. This turns into the Colin Kaepernick, you don't get it, white boy, everybody, all the African Americans in the NFL start ripping on Drew Brees, telling him he doesn't get it. Drew Brees apologizes. His apology was fantastic. You should read it. Go look it up. Because this guy doesn't have... You know why his apology was fantastic? Because other people didn't get it. All he was trying to say is what the flag means to him. He wasn't trying to say that he was a racist. Just because he loves America doesn't mean he's a racist. Just because he loves God doesn't mean he's a racist. Just because he, the flag means something different to him than you doesn't make him a racist. Just because he's white doesn't make him a racist. Drew Brees, I met him at the Super Bowl. It's probably the nicest, nicest guy I've ever met on the, on the planet. I was covering the Super Bowls on Radio Row, okay? And I was sneaking kids into Radio Row so that they could get autographs from players. Drew Brees saw that I was doing it. Doing it. I talked to him. And then, because I got, listen to me, they kicked me out. The NFL kicked me out and said, hey, you can't bring the kids in here. And I just said, hey, I'm just trying to get autographs for the kids. But I didn't make a stink because I didn't want to get kicked out myself. Drew Brees spent an hour at the all at the fucking Mall of America signing footballs, T-shirts, and uh, th these stupid Frisbees they were passing out for kids. He didn't have to do that. Nice man. Very nice man. I'm telling you, there is not a hateful bone in his body. Which is why he apologized and his apology was outstanding and it was grateful and it was all about acceptance and forgiveness and trying to be together as a community. And I agree with Drew Brees. We need to find a way to move on. We need to find a way to unite. We have to find a way to come together to make a better country and I was there, and, 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 I, and I, listen, 
I, I, I watched the, the video of George Floyd again and, and all that anger <clears throat> came back and I just get so upset seeing what happened to him. And then I start thinking about that 77 year old cop that got killed and I get angry again and it, and it, and it just makes me so mad. And then I see protesters burning the flag and it just, the, the anger on the inside, it just boils up and my head wants to pop. And then I thought about the big black penis. And then I thought about the big, biggest dick I have ever seen in my entire life, in person. And I thought about how I forgive the man. When I was in high school, everybody knows this story if you know me from uh, AF. When I, was, I wrestled in high school in my freshman year, there's a kid on the team, Steve Jean-Pierre, they called him Weagle. Weagle was his nickname because his dick was huge. They called his dick Weagle. The thing was massive, bro. At least 13 inches. Huge. Like, pfft. so big that one day in the locker room, he took a pencil and he wrapped his shit around it. I mean, it was fucking massive. I, huge. So we're at Reading High School and it's the Middlesex League Tournament. And we're all, I'm giving this dude Turgis a hard time, right? He's a, he's a, he's our heavyweight. I stole his lunch and, um, just busting his balls. Cause that's just what, what you do. Turgis, a lot stronger than me, locks me in a cage. He locks me in a basketball cage where you put basketballs, puts a locker lock on it, whatever, drags me into the shower. Okay. This is at a time when everybody showered together. All the boys are showering, drags me in. All everybody from different cities, different teams, everybody's in there showering. John Pierre comes walking in. And let me tell you something about a man who has a huge cock. You come into the shower with the dick first, and then your body comes in. He comes in, I'll, I'll never forget it. It's burnt into my mind. Walks in, side to side, his hips. He, he leaned back a little bit, so his hips were forward. Leaning back and his hips are forward and shit side to side. It was like an elephant trunk, dude. Elephant thing was whoosh, 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 side to side. Now, they used to call me Real Deal. There was another Paziali on the team. So they used to call me, before they called me Real Deal, they used to call me Fake Paz. And one day, they called me Fake Paz because I don't, I, I don't get bullied, man. I don't care. You can beat me up all you want, but I'm, I'm not getting bullied. I'll fight back every single time. I'll, I'll scratch, I'll bite. I don't care. So someone called me fake paws and I just went off on him, pushed him, slammed his ass over the fucking, and it looked more dramatic than what it was because he tripped over the bench. After that, John pierre was like, fake paws is the real deal. So from there on out, they just called me real deal. He comes walking in and I'm in the cage swinging it. Real deal. Just picture an elephant truck going side to side. Real deal. Real deal. His dick going. Shoof, 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 shoof. It was like a fucking pendulum. Real deal. Comes in. Gets behind me. Now I'm tucked in this cage. Gets behind me. And all I feel is plop. It was like a thud. Thud. Boom. 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 He did it like three times. Boom. Boom, boom. He's taking the head of his fucking cock, smacking it off the back of my head. Boom, boom. Real deal. Boom, real deal. Boom, real deal. 
Then, he fucking pisses on me. Pisses all over me. Fucking takes a big ass fucking leak on the back of my head with his huge ass black cock. Of course, I'm irate. I'm, I'm fucking like, Wah! Everybody else is laughing. Everybody else thinks it's fucking hilarious, dude. I was going bonkers trying to get out of the cage. Finally, one of the underclassmen fucking gets me out of the cage. John Pierre and everybody's gone. I go fucking running like a bat out of hell across the wrestling mats to try to find John Pierre. Now, Steve John Pierre would have whipped my fucking ass five ways from Sunday. But I wasn't letting that shit fly. No fucking way. And I'm running. My coach grabs me. Like, and Donnie, this dude was like legit. He like, he he grabbed me by the throat. Like Odell Beckham grabs a fucking football one-handed out of the air. Stop me. He goes, what are you doing? And I go, I I, I, I fucking killed John Pierre. What happened? I didn't tell him. Uh, He already knew though. I didn't tell him. Uh, Nothing. Nothing happened. He goes, yeah, that's fucking right. Nothing happened. I go, yep, yep, coach, nothing happened. Nothing fucking happened. Don't worry, nothing. He's like, pause. Nothing happened. I go, yeah, nothing fucking happened. Boom. I go running after John Pierre. I get John Pierre's face. I get my ass kicked. No big deal. But you can imagine how that must be like to get a fucking big ass, huge fucking black cock put on the back of your fucking head and pissed on. And then you would think you would be pissed off about it <clears throat> year after year after year. And I was for a long time pretty fucking pissed about it. I tell you the truth. I fucking was. About a year ago, I was in Derry, New Hampshire. I had to check the clock. About a year ago, I was in Derry, New Hampshire. And I'm at a gas station. And I look and I see Jean-Pierre. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, that's Steve Jean-Pierre. That's Weagle. And I literally, I was like, Weagle. I yelled at him, Weagle. He looks over and you can see, because now we're older men now. And he's like, ah, you could see that look like, fuck, this is going to be a problem. And I went over to him and I hugged him. I hugged him. And he's like, real deal, what? He's like, you're not mad? He's like, like that? He goes, whoa, whoa, that's unexpected. And I was like, no, man, I got no hate. No hate for you whatsoever. I told him straight up. I was like, bro, I love you. I'll never forget it, man. I hugged him. I fucking gave him a big ass hug. And said, oh, I love you. I've been, I haven't seen... And you know what he said to me? He's like, man, that's been eating me up for years. He's like, I, I think about it a lot. About how much of a fucking shithead I was. And I did that. And I was like... Now, I'm sure you don't think about it every day. But maybe once in a while, it pops in his head. You know, maybe when he's fucking smacking his cock off his wife's face. He's like, oh, I did that to pause. <clears throat> but, point of the matter is... When I saw him... I forgave him and I went over and I gave him a hug and I told him that I loved him. I said, bro, I love you. I know it sounds like some fucked up fucking porn shit. Now I was like, I I love you. And and it's okay. It's not, it's not a big deal. Um, forgiveness. If I can forgive a man for fucking putting his big ass, huge cock on my head and peeing on me, it made me think today because I thought about it that I can I can forgive. I can move on and I can forgive anybody. And anybody can forgive anybody. Anybody can forgive somebody else for something they did wrong. And if you don't forgive, you can't move on. If you can't forgive someone, how will you move on with your life? If you hold a grudge, how are you going to move on? I don't hold grudges with anybody. I really don't have a rear view mirror. I don't hold, man... 
I love, I, literally, this is fucked up, but whatever. I love people in general. I'll give you enough rope to hang yourself. And then when you hang, it, it, that's, Jesus. Probably not a good, you know what I mean. I'll give you just enough rope to fuck up. And then I still love you. I'm still here for you. If you need me, I'm going to be here for you. People make mistakes. People mess up. People do fucked up things when they're angry. And people do fucked up things when they're upset. They let their they let their emotions make them do something that they can't take back. And they're begging for one of us to forgive them. There is someone in your life that did you wrong. That didn't want to. And has felt bad about it their entire life. And you know who that person is. Man, call them and tell them no big deal. Tell them you love them. Tell them I forgive you. Just say, I forgive you. It's fucking powerful, man. I forgive you. When I told Steve that I forgave him, it, you could see it in his eyes, like twofold, like, man, he let it go and, and he's not upset about it. And then I had a joke about it, man. I laughed with him. I was like, dude, you had the biggest fucking cock of all time. So if I can, you can. And we all can as a country. At this point, the anger has to stop because I'm really angry. I don't want to be angry anymore. I'm, I'm so angry about what's going on right now and the division in our country. It, it literally, I'm, it, it tears me up. It causes problems at my house because I'm angry about it. it causes problems with my kids because I can't explain it to them. I can't, my son's asking me questions about what's going on and I don't even know what to tell them. I don't know how to explain it to them. I don't know what to say. I don't. I sit and look at my son and I'm like, bud, I, I don't know what's going on, man. He's, dad, you, you tell me you, you love everybody. I'm like, yeah, I do. I, I love people. I love the human race. I love every single one of you. Each and every single one of you people. All he is. The good, the bad. All he is. Everybody makes terrible mistakes. Some mistakes you can't take back and you have to pay for it. And I'm not asking you guys to forgive the guy that killed George Floyd, okay? I'm not asking for forgiveness for that guy whatsoever, so that's not where I'm going. So please don't think I'm going there at all. A matter of fact, I, I'll give you guys straight up. I, I, I am someone that does believe in God. I do not push my religion on anybody. I don't care if you go to fucking church or not. I don't care. I personally don't go to church, but I don't need to go to church to pray. I pray to God and I ask him for guidance. He's not my servant. He's not a butler, but I ask him for guidance. When I do go to church, I do not go up and take the communion because I haven't forgiven the man. I have a beef with him. And that's his rule. If you have a problem with me, you can look it up in the Bible. I'm paraphrasing. If you got a beef with me, don't come in my fucking house. That's that's God's rule. If you got a problem with me, don't come in. I barely go in because I got a beef and I barely take the, the body of Christ because I got a beef and I still haven't forgive him. And I try to forgive him because I don't know that I ever can. I don't know that I'll ever move past on my father passing away. If I'll ever be able to forgive. That's the ultimate forgiveness. I try all the fucking time. To forgive. All the time. And so many people I've forgiven in my life. I forgave my mom. My mom was a raging alcoholic. Raging alcoholic. And I was never upset what she did to me. I was always upset what she did to my brothers. Drive me bonk is what would happen to my brothers. We don't have to get into that tonight. Just shit. You know, you, you all got your own problems. But I forgave. I forgave her. And it made me feel good. It made me feel better. I Now I can have a relationship with her because I forgave her. I let it go, man. It was like taking a huge dump. I was like, I forgive you. Felt fucking great. 
So I think what we need to do right now in this country is try to find a way to move past the violence. The question is, does violence undermine the message of protests? And it does. But what it doesn't undermine is people's anger. It doesn't undermine people. People are fucking angry, man. It's, I'm telling you. I, people are fucking pissed. They're pissed. And they, they, it's like you're a kid again. You don't know how to react. So you fucking break shit. Well, you protest and you get angry. You do something you don't want to do because you don't know how to go. Ah! I'm upset. Now that we got it through, I'm, I'm ready. Me personally, I'm ready to move on from being upset. And I'm ready to move on to the next phase of how can we come together? And I, I don't know the answer to that yet, guys. And I'm, I'm going to try to figure it out for you because I, I know I can. Because I'm telling you that I can. I, I could come in my head. I can come in my head. <laughs> like John Pierre. I can, in my, it, it, I spend a lot of time just trying to figure out ways to, to make myself better. Because I believe if I can make myself better, I can help you make yourself better. We have to find a way to unite. This, this, when we are united, when the United States, right? Let, let me be clear here. Fuck, we're getting around our time. Let me check the clock. All right, listen. This is how I look at the United States of America. All right, first off, I speak American. I don't speak English, okay? I want to be clear and that the, the reasons for that. I speak American. I am American. I'm not Italian. People are like, oh, you're Italian. I am not Italian. I'm American. Not Italian. I'm not Native American. I am fucking American. When I see other people, I don't see what you might see. When I see a black man, I don't see a black man. I see an American. There are no African Americans to me. There are Americans. There are no white Americans to me. There are Americans. There are no Latino Americans. They are just Americans. We are all Americans, and every single one of us wants the same thing. We wanted to be treated equally, and if we are not, we want to let people know we are not, and we want to speak out about it to ensure that we are treated equally. Every one of us. I don't care what race, creed, fucking color you are. If you feel like you are being mistreated, you will speak up and you will rise up, and you will fucking let people know that you are being mistreated. What do we do? What do I think about the death? I uh, please the the death. So let me let, go back here because someone just popped in. The, what happened to George Floyd is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and I couldn't be more upset about it. Which is why I'm talking about trying to move on and the destruction. I, I'm I'm angry. I am angry, but I'm past the point of being angry, and now I'm moving to the phase of forgiveness and understanding. People have raged. People have flipped out. People have broke things. People have killed other people. Now it is time to come together, to hold fucking hands, to be peaceful, to get back to loving one another. I personally love everybody. I might get frustrated with you. Doesn't mean I don't care about you. I might lash out and yell at you. Doesn't mean I'm not fucking human. We are all Americans. And when we are united, we are the greatest country in the entire world. We are so strong. 
when we are united, when we come together as Americans, all races, all creeds, and become one, you can't fucking break us. We are so damn strong in the United States. Unbreakable. Unfucking breakable. Indestructible. But when we are divided, we are so very weak. We are so very hateful. We are full with fear. And we are just downright nasty to each other. Think about that. Nasty. And when we're weak, we're vulnerable to outside influences. We're vulnerable to other countries coming in and fucking with us. We're vulnerable to the government taking more power away from us. When the people of this country are not united, when they are divided, it's simple. When you are divided, you get conquered. If we, as the American people, allow ourselves to be divided, we will not fucking win. What are we trying to win? Freedom for everybody. Equality for every single person. But we all have to do it together. And we have to start loving each other. And we have to figure out a way to get along. We just have to figure this shit out. I don't know the answer to it yet. Because I'm, I'm with you. I'm frustrated. And it's all bullshit. But we have to come together. I think the podcast just stopped. Alright, the podcast got a couple minutes. We... Please understand what I'm just trying to get to you guys. You guys get what I'm trying to say here? We need to be united. Everything that has happened, every death that has happened, it's it's unforgivable. Every monument that has been fucking tarnished is unforgivable. Every flag that's been burned is disrespectful. But we can't put sand back up into the hourglass. Not one of you guys can put fucking sand back up in the hourglass. Not one of you guys can turn back time. And if you guys fucking think you can, go outside and try to stop the fucking wind. You can't. Now we have to move forward and we have to unite and we need to be strong. And I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I can't even believe on my podcast or, I, or that I'm the person that's here doing this. Because I'm a, I'm a straight up dink. I really am. I'm just a fucking schlub. I'm just a middle class man that loves everybody. Just wants to be happy. I just want cheese pizza. That's all I want to talk about is cheese pizza. I can't wait till this is over so that all I talk about is ice cream, cheese pizza, fucking burgers, and ACs and dickheads that don't shut windows. But I'm here talking to you guys about unity, about coming together, about not seeing people. Fucking colorblind, bro. I'm colorblind. I don't look at you with hate ever. As a matter of fact, anytime I see somebody inside, I fucking smile inside and I say, I love you. And if you don't believe me, check the book that I've been reading for fucking 20 years. You pick up The Greatest Salesman in the World by Ogbandino since I was 20. And no, it hasn't taken me 20 years to read it. I've been reading it since I was 20 years old. And 90% of the things that I do in life are from that book. And one of the biggest teachers from that book is that you can fucking shoot down the arrows and spears of hate with love. I have a shield of fucking love every single day, every day, every day. I look at someone and I'm like, I love you, man. And it just makes, brings a smile to my face and they can feel that fucking love, man. The love will bring down the fucking force field of evilness and the fucking arrows of hate will be deflected. Please, please, let's unite. Let's forgive and let's figure out how we can come back together as a country. All right, that's it for the podcast. The podcast about that. Thank you so much for listening. It's passing out. I promise you, we will get back to the norm of talking about pizza, burgers, and anything that's fun in this life. The hate and the anger, it, it all needs to stop and it all needs to come to an end. But 
The only way to do that is if we unite, as if we love each other. Thank you for listening to Spazzin' Out.